any of my intro? Do you want my computer? No, Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Here we are with Off the Wall Graffiti, immersed in art. Today we have a mentor um, and master with us and an extra special guest because he is from City National Bank. His name is Paul Allen. He's a senior art director. And the reason that uh, I call him special is because the Water Buffalo kids and City National Bank are kind of underwriting a little bit of what we're doing with Immersion Art for right now. And so he is my special guest and he is going to give us his story and also maybe some, uh, some mentoring, some mastery to um, all of you guys out there. So uh, without further ado, I'm gonna clap you in one more time, yay. <laughs> Here you go. Hello, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm gonna start by saying you don't sound American. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and you're right. Um, so yeah, I'm originally from Scotland. Oh my I'm, goodness, we I'm didn't talk about that. I'm called Aberdeen in Scotland, which is in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, so I lived My co-founder went to Dundee. Oh, to the art school in Dundee? Uh, so he, yeah. He didn't go to the art school. Actually, a friend of his went to the art school. He went to, he was studying finance. But anyway, uh, so yeah. The reason I brought up the art school, obviously, because my, my background is, is design and art. And um, I know Dundee Design School really well. It's one of, certainly at the time I was at art school in Aberdeen, um, Dundee was considered one of the, the best graphic design schools in the country. It's, uh, it was particularly known for its graphic design. So uh, it's, it's uh -huh. really... Cool. Uh, I went to Aberdeen, which was also a really good school for graphic design. Um, okay. So um, there's, there's quite a few back in the UK, but the um, but yeah, so I'm from Scotland, um, and I lived there pretty much my entire life until I got offered a job. Well, actually, I was already working for the company in Scotland, and they decided to open an office in Houston, Texas, and somebody had to go and open the office. So they wanted a designer, somebody to go out and head the, you know, the, the office in Houston. And That's terrifying and exciting. I, I moved from uh, Scotland to Texas about 18, 19 years ago now. When you were 12. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> The, so yeah, I, I went out to Texas for what was a three-month uh, assignment to just to get the office up and running and hire some people and and then leave them to it. You know, I ended up in Texas for nine years. And you fell in love, and you were like, I have to stay. Well, actually, America's cool. Well, well, all that happened, and uh, and yeah, <laughs> I did stay there for nine years. Um, but then I moved back. I, I actually got offered uh, another job with the same company. Uh, they, they what was me. the company? Oh, it was a company called The Fifth Business. And, and okay. the, the Fifth Business was like a, a consultancy, a communications consultancy, but it had its own in-house design teams. So it was mostly like multimedia, um, graphic design, but a lot of multimedia. So a lot of, you know, uh, technology design. You know, we were sort of like 
doing e-learning and web stuff video long before it was even uh necessary yeah, exactly. so <laughs> yes. just, some of our clients were, were throwing money at that kind of stuff and 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 we um you know we were right there at the beginning especially for a lot of the you know uh interactive multimedia type learning that kind of thing so um so yeah we so was a, we, that motion graphics and and like television graphic kind of things or just it's actually all of it i think um the, so the so the company i used to work for was was truly multidisciplinary you know we we we, we called ourselves a multimedia um department and and our team in, in the truest sense you know i think multimedia has become more of a you know, a, a very specific thing within the design community. But at the time we were calling ourselves multimedia, it was literally because we had multimedia. Multimedia. You're like, what? We need to know that? Okay, we'll go learn that. That's right. So to, to your question, yeah, it was motion graphics. It was, um, we, we did a lot of like flash. I don't know if uh, people know what flash is these days, but. Um, right. It's like an animation type tool, or it's what it used to get used for. It's like a lot of animation. So, and you know, animation can mean a million things. But for us, we, we did a lot of like e-learning. So it was like cartoons and things. So we do cartoons. Instructional kind of and, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. learn scenarios, that kind of thing, you know, like on health and safety. It could be on learning new technologies, but we design these characters these cool little sometimes it would be animals sometimes it would be people or both you know and they'd be doing funny things and we'd have music and, and all sorts of animations but it, the purpose was it was a learning tool so there would be like uh you know what we call computer-based training so people would go through maybe an hour-long learning session where they'd watch videos they do these little cartoons. They'd be interactive pieces where they'd go in and move things around. So we did all that, you know, for yeah. the longest time, until kind of Flash fell out of favor a little bit. You know, the, the whole sort of um, the whole market for Flash and the, the the desire for people to be using Flash kind of just died off. So that was a big part of what we did. But you know, fortunately, fortunately, it wasn't all of what we did. So. Um, and I have a question about um, you know how. So I learned Illustrator, the program. Um, I got paid by Mattel to Barbie. You know, I was designing Barbie packaging and I got paid to learn Illustrator because everybody had to learn it. Like, like suddenly this new technology and, you know, new program came in and it was like, you guys have to learn this because we have to go faster and this is state of the art. Prior to that, I was working you know, on a, on a desktop and I was designing, not a desktop, not like a computer desktop. I was working, you know, on an actual desk. Right. And, um, it's a computer. right. And at Warner brothers, the same thing, like it, 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 like everything that, that came on, we got trained to do because we had to. And I'm, and schools right now are trying to like teach as much of what's current and then put you out into the world. And the world is gonna start, you know, keep evolving and stuff. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is for when people, you know, kids or anybody, when they start to think like, I can't race fast enough to get ahead, or I can't, you know, like I can't learn everything I have to learn to even get out there into the world. And it's like, 
all you need to learn is to the point of right now, like where everybody is right now. And then as it grows, you'll grow and you'll be trained and you might be even teaching other people how to do it because you're in the workforce. You're, you know, you're suddenly supported by people who want you to learn these things. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. that barrier to entry is like, I don't know any of it. I don't know any of it. It's like, neither did we, but no. you get taught. And I, the reason to go to school is so that you have the platform on which to like grow. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's easy to be intimidated by not having specific knowledge, right? And, and what, what I've learned in 20 years of being a, a graphic designer, and more recently, like as a filmmaker, which is all new to me, but certainly as a designer, you, you're, you never know it all. Even 20 years into my career, I don't know everything. And every day there'll be something comes along that I've never done before, right? So it's not about the specific tool, um, you know, whether it's Illustrator or Photoshop or whatever. Um, it's it, it's really just, I think, graphic design and any creative endeavor for, for me has always been just about solving a problem, right? So, right. Right. Thing, you know, and that's what graphic design is. is when people say, what is graphic design? I say, it's, it's problem solving because there's no roadmap. There's no book that tells me how to be a graphic designer. There's lots of books about graphic design. And, you know, people will always have an opinion about what a graphic designer is. And, you know, I went to college, you know, twice actually to study graphic design and people will, will, um, you know, help you with it. But I don't think anybody can teach you to be a graphic designer. So I think it's just, it's just something you do, right? And, and just getting back to your point, um, it doesn't matter the tool and it doesn't matter the brief or the client. Every day is a challenge and then you just have to solve that challenge and just figure out an outcome. So, yeah. you know, I want to also put a pin in um, in your in in uh, your process, not your process, but you're getting to where you are today. So right now you're in the storytelling. You're back in Scotland, but I want to just do me a quick do me a quick uh, conversation of getting to college. Like, was that in Scotland? Was that a pretty straightforward? path for you and and like were you supported at home in the world of creativity and all of that or what did that look really I know it was a long time ago I know no it was a long time ago and um but it's also you know for me you know my my personal journey was probably not typical or not um ordinary you know and that you know when I was at high school or secondary school, we called it in Scotland. But, but when I was at high school, I had Like no 14, idea. 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. Right through till 17 when I left. Um, but because um, I was young for my year, I was like a year younger than everybody Me else. Me too. Yeah. Are you, a, are you a fall baby? Uh, November. Yeah. No, so. yes. <laughs> Happy coming my birthday. I started school when I was four. Almost everybody else started when they were five. So I was always the youngest in totally. the but, totally. uh, but all the Malcolm Gladwell I would tell you that's not to your advantage. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly. 
<laughs> so, you know, I, all the way through high school, I, I didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to be, honestly. Um, really? Yeah, no idea. Um, no all idea. The way I, I always gravitated towards music and art. Uh, and those are the two things I remember being really passionate about at school and things like woodworking and you know just making things um, you had woodworking in your school oh yeah too. yeah too. And, and metalworking and you know you name it we did all sorts of crafts and, and that's amazing they yeah. don't do that anymore and that is so valuable like you probably knew how to work on a car even I uh, know no idea but I could uh, <laughs> If he'd probably make you a, a plate from wood um, but, or, or so fork and knife set, but uh, <laughs> right. it wouldn't work. You really need to be huge. Or, right. <laughs> and you get splinters in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun, you know. So so those have always the kind of things I did um, was, was always arts and creative stuff. But, but all the way through school, I, I, I had, and, and I guess this is where people who maybe could have mentored me didn't, right? So, yes. just, you know, yes. I, I look back and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know? But at the time I was always told, well, no, you forget art, forget music. You know, you're just not, you don't have the aptitude for either of those things. We we suggest you- I just got full body goosebumps for you. Oh yeah, just, you, you maybe went there yourself. I, I know a lot of creative types, you know, musicians and designers now who had a really similar journey for some reason. And so what I, what I think was that at the time, the way that the, the people in those, they were called guidance teachers at my secondary school, I, yeah. I, think they were, I think they were actually working to, they were allocated, I think, um, quotas of where they wanted to push people and what kind of courses and classes they wanted people doing, right? So clearly I wouldn't have understood that at a young age, right? You, you just right. take growing up some opinions right right oh real oh so maybe they're right instead of art i should be doing geography or french or maths or physics or chemistry or any of these things right and and which is where i got pushed so i ended up in high school doing a lot of chemistry and physics and biology a lot of science yeah languages um which are great you know I, i learned a lot but my entire high school career, I didn't get to do art and I didn't get to do music pretty much, you know, beyond the, the rudimentary classes that everybody had to do. And then they, they sent you off to do other stuff. So, so, you know, to cut a long story short, I left, um, I left high school and I decided I was going to go to art school. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the problem was I wasn't going to get into art school because I didn't do art. Right, right. I had no qualifications, no portfolio. Dude, I did no. the exact same thing. Ah, this is awesome, amazing. Like no art, no yeah. art before I wanted yeah. to go to art school. Nothing. So, so, uh, and this was the good thing about growing up in Scotland. Um, you know, when I was younger, I think it's still the same today, but. You could go to college for free, you know. You 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 didn't have fees to pay, and you were actually given a grant to survive on. So, like living expenses to go to college or university, it was all paid for by the state, right? Right. State-funded education. So it gave you a lot of opportunities as, as as a young person, you know, to come out of school and. We have to vote for that here. 
For sure. So, and, and I would urge anybody to vote. Uh, anything, anything that helps all our futures. But the, um, <laughs> but it was, it was, I don't want to go too into that. But, yeah. but for we'll me, all it was, start crying. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. So, so I came out of high school and decided to do a foundation course on art, which was basically mm -hmm. like a year out to just create a portfolio. So here, these kids can go to community college for free, and they can they can go and create a portfolio in that way. Similarly, oh, they really? can take foundation and art. They don't know it, and nobody tells them to, but me. But but yeah, yeah they they um they can take intro to art. They can take you know intro to color. They can do all of intro to drawing. They can create a ba a basic portfolio. In fact, the girl that I said I got into RISD, um, that's exactly what she did. So, sorry. Hey, so sorry, it I'm is possible. I know you're you're frozen. Can I'm, you I'm hear me? Move. I'm having to move because I was running out of power on my computer. So give me a second. Oh no problem. No problem. It's situated. I was on one percent battery, so I've had to move room. But we're still this getting audience. This is great. This is what uh, this is. COVID, exactly what it's all about. And this, what are we doing? We're problem solving. We're working around. We're pivoting. You and just, that, that's it. You just made it work. Well, I, I always, my mantra has always been, you know, there's no rights or wrongs, you know, it's um, exactly it is. So there you are. You had never taken art class before you start in college by saying, I want to go and create a portfolio. And, and I imagine at that stage, once you're in a, an environment like an art school or a regular school that also gave you art, did you start meeting more like your friends <laughs> or, or did you get better service if you will as a human for your future like what what happened yeah. um so yeah so i left high school and went to do this foundational course in art which was basically a year to create a portfolio for art school right and so Obviously, I was surrounded by artists or, or aspiring artists, you know, so which so was a different world to the world I'd just been in at high school. Um, but one thing I, I was really into at high school, I, again, it wasn't something I was getting taught, but I was really into music. So I wasn't getting music from high school. I was getting music from my friends, right? And right. From doing it myself. So, so I'd already started to play guitar. And by the time I left high school, I was in a band. So when I went to do my foundational art course, I was also in a band. So I was I was into music and I was into art. So uh, I was fully immersed in, in that world. In and that world, right, right. For, and for anybody, you've been to art school, but for anybody that, certainly back in my day, I don't know if it's the same now, it probably is, but um, you were either into art or music. Everybody, everybody, who was on that art course was was into music in some in some way uh, right. and either in bands or wanting to be in bands or going to key bands but it, but it was what we did we did art by day and then music by night so so i actually created what a shift what a shift from high school 
Oh, like, just a different world. Yeah. Whole different world. Different just world. like that. Like you weren't a different person. You just got into a different world. Yeah. But it's funny, and I, I'm going into a whole lot of detail about high school. Even, even though the system was leading me one way, I was I was I was actually surrounded by people, uh, even teachers at high school, who were really encouraging for my creative side. Um, partly because of the music, you yeah. Know, so I had teachers who were also into music. So uh, even if I wasn't in their class, they, they knew I, I was in the that, that you were in cool on the yeah. outside. <laughs> and, and in particular, there was an English teacher, um, um, I wish I, uh, Mr. Hardy, he was called, Miles Hardy. Um, oh, what a great name. He, he was an amazing guy, right? And he wasn't even one of my teachers, but I used to talk to him a lot. You know, we used to just like sit in the library at school, you know, and talk about music. He was into like Eric Clapton and... Richard Thompson, you know, just classic guitarists and bands from back in his day. You know, we used to talk about guitarists like all day long, you know, and, but, it, but also he, he got me into a lot of writing you know, and, and different writers that I wasn't aware of at the time. So Writers on guitar or writers? No, no, like uh, novelists. Novelists, yeah. Novelist, writers yeah. of books, because he was an English teacher, you know, he taught English and um, gotcha. literature. So, um, so I got into a lot of novels because of him. So you read J Jack Kerouac and and <laughs> I remember Ernest Hemingway and yes. uh, who else? Um, Second full body goosebump. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to remember who else he got me into. Um, Hemingway was definitely one. Um, but, but we, we Thompson we, Hunter S. Thompson. I, I read all that stuff at high school, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, stuff like, I, I was reading a lot of like Russian stuff when I was at high school for some reason, you know, like uh, Chekhov and mm -hmm. um, Tolstoy and, and, yeah, mm -hmm. and Dostoevsky and things. And not in a pretentious kind of way, it was just there, you know, and, and right. And I don't know, my brother was a, was a, a reader and I used to read his stuff, but so a lot of that, but um, anyway, um, so there, there was uh, doing doing the art foundation course, but I actually, so what happened for me was that I actually got more into music by the end of it. Mm -hmm. And I did actually get into an art school at the end of that uh, to do not graphic design, but it was what we, what we called exhibition design. So it was like designing, you know, exhibition um, environments, you know, yeah. so it might be like trade shows or, or whatever, you know, but, but three-dimensional space, you know, almost like a mix of architecture and design. So yeah. I actually went into a course to do that, which was a two-year course which I ended up doing, but again, I was more into the music. So by, by the end of that course, an exhibition design and, and honestly at the time there was no jobs in exhibition design so uh, <laughs> uh, so your parents were right or not your parents the the school counselor was i i don't know i don't know who was right but uh, I, I'm, I, I'm struggling to think of anybody that did that course that actually went on to do exhibition design i think pretty much everybody just used it to go on to do some other type of design. the next right yeah right so, but for me, I decided to get out of art at the time and, uh, and focus on music. So Got pretty it. much from the age of about 20 
through into my mid to late 20s that I just did music. So I was, I played in bands, I DJed and I worked in a music store, you know, just anything to be around music and musicians. Mm -hmm. So I played in like one or two main bands, but a bunch of other bands with different people and, and we recorded and played live and all that good stuff. Was know? that in the 90s? That would have been in the 90s, yeah. So it was a good time to be playing in bands. Totally. And so, so, so we did that, you know. Um, but you know, by the time you're in your late twenties and, and you haven't made it as a musician, a lot of the people you played with have started to move on in their lives and start families and get real jobs, as the people would say, you know. And right. when I say real jobs, you know, um, I shouldn't say that because actually a lot of people who I knew in the music world still work in the music industry and do really well in that industry, right? So there are jobs that to be had in music, you know? Right, uh, right. So I, I would never belittle music, the music industry by saying another job is a real job because for me, music is a real job. But, um, but for me, it wasn't paying the bills um, by, the, by the time I was in my late 20s. So um that's when i decided to go back to art school so and give it a proper shot so um so i did i went back to do specifically graphic design okay. and um because it was later in the 90s it was all on computer so when i first done design it was all painting Rubilith and yeah it, it cutting with an exacto knife and that's right. In fact, the first time I went to art school, we had one hour a week on computers. And the rest of the time was all hands-on painting, drawing, you name it. Um, but so, so the second time I went to art school in the, in the late 90s now was, was all computers. So okay. um, totally different world. And, and I loved it. Um, I loved, um, and, and actually while we're talking about it, because we're talking about mentoring and listening to people who encourage you to go on and do things that you might not necessarily have done. It was yeah. actually my, it was my brother, my brother who, who pushed me to go back to art school. Cause, um, I was working in a music store at the time, you know, mid twenties, you know, um, music stores, even at that point, were starting to die out a little bit cause the internet right. was coming to age. Uh, right. I think my brother came into the music store one day. It was a little independent music store. And he said, like, what are you doing? You know, you can't do this for the rest of your life. Living you know? the dream, man. High fidelity. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the working in the music store wasn't really paying the bills. I was having to supplement it with DJing and like the odd band gig or whatever. Right. But, uh, but my brother said, like, you know, you got to. It was, and it was weird. It came from left field. He'd never really said anything like it before. You know, he just said, you know, you've got to figure something out here. You can't do this the rest of your life, you know? And I think literally the next day I, I applied like, for art. Yeah. I, I literally the next day, cause it was like a real, it was like a real slap in the face kind of, you know, like a wake up slap in the face. Um, where I was that like, didn't yeah, hurt. <laughs> the, yeah. the kind of slap that doesn't hurt. And you know, sometimes, I mean, somebody saying something only is, is more meaningful when you know it's true, right? And if right. It, it was something it's, it was something that I've already been thinking about in my own mind, but it kind of took somebody else to say it out loud. Yeah. You know, somebody who was important to me, you know, to, to say it out loud in a really respectful, kind of like, you know, positive way. Like, you, you need to figure something out here. And I think, honestly, the next day, uh, I had the application in for art school again to go into graphic design. Thank and, God. Yeah, I know. And, uh, <laughs> and I was accepted to art school. Um, 
which was great, you know, after like seven years out. So, and I didn't have a portfolio. It was just purely based on like, you know, my old work and experience and-, and Oh my gosh. Yeah. That and, says uh, a lot about how you did the work during that year. Yeah, it, it does. But also I think, and I think the, the art school understood this as much as you and I would probably understand this today is that it doesn't matter the tools and it often yeah. doesn't even matter the discipline that you're learning but they were able to look at me and go okay you've been playing in bands you're very right. creative you're musical right. plus you did art school like seven eight years ago um we think you're perfect somebody somebody somewhere in the application per, uh, process it said yeah no this this guy is is, is an artist you know in, in right we we can give him more things to do what he already is yeah <laughs> yeah so i think in the end of the day you know it, it doesn't I, I think if you're passionate about something and you have an interest in something and it's something you just do anyway particularly if you do it on your own mm -hmm. because you love doing it you know somebody somewhere hopefully is gonna is gonna see the you know the value in that and to, right to help, you, help you define a path for it you know so, so yeah, I think um, I was lucky to get back into art school um, yeah. for some of those reasons. And, and I just gave it everything, you know, at the end of my twenties, I actually moved home to my, to my mom and dad's, which, you know, after being in your twenties and playing music and going to art school and moving back home with your mom and dad was like, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow, you know, but I was lucky, you know, that, they, they, that, that I had them and, and they were, you know, by this point, they were like, whatever we need to do, you know, to get you <laughs> on a path, you know? So they were delighted. And and again, I was, you know, I wanted to do it. You know, I just wanted right. to get my head down and focus and concentrate and be as good as I could be. Um, and you really can do that in art school. Like, you can just keep your head down for four years or however long and just the, the work. I was just working on Zoom with a kid one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And we were doing single line drawing. And he, after two and a half hours went by, I was like, dude, we just worked on Zoom for two and a half hours. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, I've never worked in a class that long to begin with. Like, I didn't yeah. even know time went by. Oh, but I I think art, you know, creating art is is it's so it's like it's like meditation. If you know, if you if you if you enjoy doing it, there's something really therapeutic about it. I mean, even in my day job as a graphic designer, you know, when I actually do design, get I don't in. Do, yeah, I don't design right. all day in, in my job. You know, I, I do maybe sixty percent design. Then I do a lot of managing and. Um, other stuff you know that takes up your day but but, but when i'm actually designing those, those are the days when i'm like i can't believe i get paid to do this because it, it feels so good to just be designing and to, to, to essentially just drawing you know yeah uh, so so i love to design still to this day i love it you know when i get to do anything design wise and the time just flies you know it's not work at that point it's, it's, you've got music on you've got <laughs> or <laughs> Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, depending, I'm sure. But so yeah. Can, so you can really get into a zone, you know, just that, that design zone. And it's just it's the best thing in the world. So so yeah, I, I don't know where we were with my story. I probably went on way too long. So you, that. 
you you flew back. You're in Scotland, and then um, opening up offices. So you know that's not design, but that is you know using other parts of you to to help business, and probably that got developed just by being responsible. Well, it was great, you know, because uh, it, it was design. You know, I was, I was, I was, I ended up managing that Houston office and, and building a design team. So we went from like one designer, which was me, you know, and a couple of other people who weren't designers in that office. By the time I left, uh, nine years later, we had a, a studio of about ten people, ten designers. So I, I mm -hmm. hired all of them locally. So they were all Texas-based designers. Uh, which was awesome. You know, I, I loved that whole experience of building a team from nothing. And, and, you know, some of the team were experienced seasoned designers, but I also hired a bunch of first time designers as well, which was, you know, Oh, that's the, amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. That's hard to do. You have to be compassionate and, yeah. and see, you know, and be willing to like pull them. Yeah. I think it's the great thing about design, you know, because th this goes back to what you were saying about the tool, you know? So I, I agree, you know, you don't have to be a master of the tool, right? But you, you also, for me, it doesn't matter your qualifications. It doesn't matter which art school you went to, but if somebody comes across my desk, you know, comes into my studio with a portfolio that is just, I see something in it, right? I can see where their passion is. I can see where their creativity comes from. And then I hear them talk about it. Right. At that point, I don't, I don't care if they know Illustrator or Photoshop. I don't care which art school they went to. All I care about is, are they passionate? Do they yeah. have problem solving skills? Are they creative? Uh, and I, I, can, I can turn them into whatever they need to be by, by, totally. by giving them the jobs and the tools right. you know, I, I i can maneuver them into whatever i need them to be in but but they'll, they'll always be who they are you know which is this a creative imaginative person with ideas and, and passion right so um so i i got to hire a few um first-time designers you know uh, and it was probably one of the most satisfying things of the job in fact one in particular there's a few but there's one, one guy in particular uh, to this day, I'm just so yeah. Shout it out, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be part of his uh, his his development journey. You know? uh, yeah, uh, I'll tell you his first name, Eric. You know, he was uh, Houston 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 based, and he was he was a mechanic, a car mechanic at the time. You know, and he hated it. He'd been a car mechanic coming out of high school, right? So third you know. full body goosebumps. Keep going. Oh, yeah. This is good. <laughs> He's a car mechanic and he hated it. He, he hated he hated doing it. And he'd been he'd been always wanted to be a designer, but he hadn't been to art school. He, he dabbled and did computer stuff on his own. And he applied for a job at my at my studio, you know. I got this application in. I quite liked his um, portfolio. I didn't even read his C V at that point, you know. I was just like, oh this guy's work is really cool, you know. Yeah, he came from a kind of like Latin background, you know, Latin American sort of background. So his work had that kind of flavor to it, which was really colorful and really you know, just vibrant stuff and fun. It was really, I remember there was like a real sort of humor to the work that he did, you know. Um, 
but I, I got him in, you know, and he I, he'd literally um, taken the afternoon off, you know, without asking from his, his work at the time, you know, which was funny. You know, I was like, nah, good on you. You know, he said, like, I'm right. sort of here, you know, um, but I wanted to come in and do, do this interview, you know, and uh, I, I liked him. I liked him straight away. And um, like I said, I liked his work. He'd never been to art school. Uh, he'd never worked for a corporate client. And we were very uh. big corporate clients at that point and so you know i called up my boss in the uk and said you know the owner of that our company and i said look i, I spoke to this kid today you know he's like he's a mechanic um <laughs> I, I, he's, he, but i want to hire him you know i, I mean yeah he's not, i he fell in have, love with him i can't yeah, stop it it <laughs> was awesome and um and so we set up a like a Skype call or something with my boss back in the UK and my boss got the, the same feeling. He was like, yeah, I, I think he's awesome. I think I really like this kid, you know, let's, let's give him the job. So anyway, cut a long story short, we gave him his first job as a graphic designer and um, he was with the company for five or six years and, and now he runs his own design company in, in Houston and they, he has big clients. He works, he has clients like BP, um, Big, big clients and he, he has his own studio and his work is phenomenal you know he's on instagram and it, it's amazing but i guess the point being you know and i think i mentioned this earlier is that you know there's all these people who will see the value in what you do if you do it you know and i think it's the great thing about design is that there's something you can show people you know and they can see what you do and how you do it so uh, and I, I i hey i i, I mean I've had a few people like Eric. I've had a few people, a few Eric's over the years, you know, who've gone and be really successful designers and some who haven't, but you know, some who have for sure. Uh, but it was the same for me in a way, you know, because I, I remember when I went back to art school that second time round, and I was kind of older by this point and, and I'd actually had people say to me, you'll never change career. You know, you're too old, right? Cause I was in my late twenties. I do have a story about that, you know, but the, um, but certainly a few people saying, I oh, forget about it. You know, you'll, you'll never, you'll, you'll never change careers. It's too late. Um, but I did my portfolio show at the end of that two year graphic design course. Right. And one of my music buddies who, you know, left music to be a designer a few years before me, he, he was in the, he was now in the graphic design world and he told his boss to go and see the, the portfolio show at the end of this course, not to go see my show, but to go see it's, the, right. oh, to see the portfolio it. show of all the students. You know, he was like, Oh, it's a great college. You should go see the work, see if there's anybody you want to hire, you know? And so, and then, so his boss, the owner of the company came to the show and she went back to the office and said, I saw this really good show. It was a, a guy called Paul, you know, Paul Allen. And Phil, her, her, Phil was my best, one of my best mates. You know, Phil goes, oh yeah, I know Paul. And she's like, well, what's he like? And Phil's like, oh, he's, you know, but gave me a glowing sort of reference, you know, personal reference. Yeah. And, and I got an interview like the, the next week, you know, I got a call at the music store that I was working in saying, hey, do you want to come and interview for this design job? and I went in and I, I got the job. So I literally went from, you know, art school night classes, because I was, I was still working in the music store. So I was doing this, like, uh, I was doing art school at night and in the evenings, as well as holding a full-time job. Fortunately, you know, the course was set up that way, it was awesome. 
but um, I went from working in a music store, art classes, art school at night and weekends, to having my first design job about two or, two or three weeks after I graduated. In two, that's, that yeah. is amazing. And again, it was because somebody took a chance. Just said, yeah. They, they, they took a chance. They took a chance with somebody who didn't have experience. Um, so you can get jobs. You can work as you can work in this field without experience. Everybody's starts without experience, right? Yeah. And um, but also just through a good reference, you know, just people I knew, you know, from other worlds, you know, and who who, who were willing to take a chance on you, you know. Yeah, and had and and it also speaks to it sounds like a little bit like relationships, like not who you know, not in that like Hollywood who you know kind of way, but just like who you are, how you are, you know, like to the to the outside world. And also I think sometimes even sharing like, hey man, I'm looking for a job, you know, like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um it's there's no everybody's different right everybody's circumstances are different so there, there is no I, I think maybe in some jobs there's clear paths right you do this then you do this then you do this and like there accounting you, right yeah yeah i don't know um so i'm sure those worlds do exist in my world of design and graphics yeah you know, it's it's like it just flows and meanders and i would say yeah, for sure, you know people, but in life we just know people, right? That's, so, but that's what, I, that is exactly what I mean. It's just yeah, like, yeah. it's like, who are your friends? Your friends just will, like something, flow is exactly it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like while you were at the record store, even though you had your senior show, were you worried at that point about your future or were you just in the middle of your future? <laughs> just yeah, be it. I, no, no. So I think I, I've always been a kind of go with the flow kind of person, you know, so I've, I've never really planned. Um, I kind of, you know, it's a cliche, but I do have always, I think, lived in the moment, you know, and sort of just... Yeah. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any anxiety because, you know, you need a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of pressure to push yourself, right? So, you know, whether it's financial or, you know, as an artist or a creative type person, you're always looking to be doing good stuff and you want to be recognized for doing good work. Yeah. And you're never going to get recognized for doing good work if you're not doing work, right? So you have to do the work. So there's a lot of imposed... Um, discipline you know for me self-imposed where i was like i have to do really good work because you wanted be, something i, I, I yeah. want people to see that my work was good or, or whatever you know maybe that <laughs> for music as well where you're performing you know you're you're totally. you want to be good you want people to come up and say oh, i love loved your work you know so so you got to push yourself so i think my anxiety was that it was, most of my anxiety has always been around well what if i don't get to do this what if nobody will pay me to do this right mm. You know, when mm. it's something, something I have to do. So, but right. you know, fortunately, it's it's worked. You know, I, I I haven't been out of work as a designer in the twenty years since I started doing design. So, isn't that that is? I think that's a truth that I've like. That's just a great truth. I I agree. The I've done it for thirty four. 
Yeah. And and I said about and and for ten of those, I actually was running the charity. But inside of running the charity, even if I'm not doing graphic design, I'm problem solving day to day, using the things I learned in college over and over just to like do the work that I do for the charity. So, um, yeah. and without that, I used to say when prior to starting the charity, so for the first 20 years, like you've said, I also used every single thing I learned in school every day. Like, mm. literally used it and and churned with it and and stuff. So, but you don't have to go to school to learn graphic design. But you do, you know, you learn things about problem solving. You learn things well, you, about. You just learn things and you learn processes, you know. And um, there, there's one thing. There's one thing that one teacher, one of my design school teachers, said to me, which. Is like like you said, I, I take it into my world almost every day and I always remember it. And so I would say it is a tool. And it's just a really simple thing. And it wasn't about design. It was just about life, right? But I remember it was very early on. It was the first time I went to art school. And it was a, a design challenge, a project. And I turned around to the teachers that I can't do this. And she was she literally went, there's no such thing as can't. Right? And when you're... <laughs> 18 years old or whatever you know and somebody tells you something like that you go oh really you so know, and and i i just remember it and it was it was like a real wake up you know when it was like she was basically saying well it doesn't matter that you can't do it you have to do it right but she didn't right. say it in like a, a really you no know, you, you didn't get defensive or anything yeah exactly not yeah. at all you know? it was like no the, the, because there i think and she went on to explain, you know, and she sat with me. I remember sitting with her for like ages, you know, as she talked me through some processes to, to do this project. This thing that I couldn't do, right. I ended up doing, right? Uh, and I always think of that, you know, and, and I think every single creative challenge I've ever encountered, either subconsciously or consciously, I've always told myself, you know, well, there's no such thing as can't, you know. You only can. It's, you have to do this. Not, not just that you have to do it, not, but, but there's always a solution, right? There's always a way, a way to make it work. So. Right. Well, and what is so um, telling is that you always have that moment right before it where you need to remember that, you know, where you're like, where you're, you literally are that you can't. And then yeah. you pull, and then you pull it back out, and like, like, oh wait, yes, I can, because there's no such thing. That's, that's right, you know. But it was, it was, it was a good one, you know. It was. Uh, she, she said it with such, uh, you know, belief in, in fact, you. In yeah, sheer way that, that I, I couldn't not believe her, you know. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, you know, I did. Uh, and, and, and that is um, the best. Yeah. That I, is I also the another, best. I also had another teacher who, who always said, she says doesn't matter how good your design is or how bad your design is. If you don't wear black, you can't be a graphic designer. Oh my you God, know? I'm so... Oh. <laughs> she, she, she was always dressed in black coming oh, to art school. So and, it, and it was it, today. And it was said with, you know, just total sense of humor, tongue in cheek, you know, but, but for me, it summed up kind of just 
the creative world. There the was whole somebody, of it. There was somebody who was a cheat, the tutor and a mentor, you know, and somebody who's teaching me how to be a graphic designer, just saying the most important thing is that you wear black, right? The and I just thought that, that was that was it's brilliant. Brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. I literally, when I graduated college, I was at uh, Michigan, and when I graduated, I moved to Washington D.C. And that was the first place that I had ever lived where I felt like it black called to me. Like it was like, oh, I get to wear black here. Like that, you know. <laughs> and I so only wore this for the brand right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and don't get it so I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, you don't have to wear black to be a graphic That wasn't the point. You know, the whole point was that um the, the, there's just, there's just another dimension to what you do, you know. It's not just about mm -hmm. what you do on the screen or put on the piece of paper, you know. It's actually a, it's actually a, a way of life, you know. There's, right. It's a, it's 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 everything that isn't the tool, you know. That isn't Photoshop right. It's it's what you, it's what you want to make it, you know. It's about the world that you create, you know. Well, and whenever I have a student who's like. I miss I'm I'm not creative and I'm like are you kidding do you see how you dressed yourself today like oh, yeah. look at what you look yeah. what you, you look at your eyebrows that you penciled in like a boss you know or something like that where I'm like you're it it, it oozes whether you want it to or not everybody everybody's creative uh, there's nothing totally. nuts more is when um people say they're not creative and right. they're not the same thing. I'll say, well, you know, what, what was the first thing you did this morning? You know, you brushed your teeth. Why did you brush your teeth? Because they weren't clean, you know? So, you, you, so you're constantly solving problems, right? Um, you know, you could be an accountant and you're solving problems all day, you know, or a banker or whatever. You know, everybody's solving problems on, on, you know, all sorts of levels. So. Uh, and and we, we just happen to solve problems with, with design, you know? Creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And communication and stuff. So, okay. So it's 2.30. I forget what time you have to go. 2.45, ideally. Okay. So take us, now you've got, you now go career. So now you're, you're, I want to end at Citibank and what you do with Citibank. If you want to go there first and go backwards, however you want to, not Citibank, sorry, City National Bank. Um, and what that world right. looks like and what your day looks like and okay. stuff like that. Okay, so I'll, I'll just briefly go from Texas to, to, to Los Angeles. So, so at the end of my nine years in Texas, I got offered a job in London. Um, so I moved to London, England for two years. Um, I love London. Yeah, yeah. So, so I moved to London for two years, which was amazing. Loved it. Um, but I wasn't getting much satisfaction out of my job by the end of the two years for some reason. You know, it was uh, it was the same company, but um, the studio just wasn't as interesting. The work wasn't as interesting. Um, I'd done it for thirteen years with that same company, and so. Um, I actually got an opportunity to um, to leave the job. Um, mm -hmm. I say an opportunity, you know, the, they were wanting to change and um, scale things down a little bit. And they were a great company to work for. They said, look, um, we don't have another job 
free elsewhere. So if you, if you don't want to do this anymore, you know, we'll let you go. You, we'll help you go. You know, um, so 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 there were no challenges with that company anymore because they were so good and so nice about it. They said, "Well, look, we'll 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 let you go and, and pay you to go," basically, which was yeah. Awesome. I had, that happened to me once as well, yeah, yeah. where they closed the office where I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but we scaled. They scaled right down, and yeah, and I so I guess kind of like a voluntary sort of like redundancy almost in a way it, it became, but. Um, but what, what ended up happening was that I then left the company. I was still in London, but they wanted to keep me as a just a pure designer, right? Right. So, Contract. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I was I I wasn't working for them, but I was working for them, and I could do that job from anywhere in the world, right? So you know I had a computer and I had the knowledge and the relationships to be able to do it. So and I was kind of a little bit fed up with London. Mm -hmm. Probably hard to imagine for some people, but I, I was kind of, you know, I always liked the U.S. and I didn't want to go back to Texas, so I decided to just get on a plane and go to L.A. <laughs> Work in California because I had some friends over here in Hermosa Beach, actually, and I thought, well, you know, I liked it when I visited. I'm just gonna go and see what happens, and and so yeah, I just got on a plane. Um, I'm a cyclist, so I took my bike and I took my computer. Um, I got an apartment in Manhattan Beach and it was good because I was working for this London company from Manhattan Beach. I had the best office in the world, you know, it was, it was amazing and that kind of sustained me for a couple of years. I, was, I just kind of freelanced for a couple of years as a designer. Mm -hmm. started working for a few US clients but not many, you know, because I was getting the work from the UK, um, which was great because because of the time zones, um, I was able to work in the evenings, yeah, or very early mornings, and which worked great for the UK. Which meant all day I was you were open. I was, totally. I was I was like riding my bike every day. It was amazing. So was, the hours <laughs> were really good, and the lifestyle was really good for a couple of years. Um, but. I think at the end of it, I, I just missed working with people, you know, face to face. Mm -hmm. I really started to miss that. It's a bit like uh, COVID-19, you know, you just miss actual, you know, interactions. Yeah. Um, so I, I decided to, to get a job, you know, locally, you know, and work for a local company and, and um, you know, cut a long story short, I ended up getting a job with City National Bank, you know, I, uh, I went in, I interviewed. Um, I'd never worked in, in, in the financial industries before, but I'd worked for a lot of big corporate clients, you know, mostly in energy and uh, automotive, that kind of stuff. So I was, I was really used to the, the corporate environment. Right. Um, the structure of it. Yeah. So, so I, I definitely had the experience, you know, unfortunately the creative director of City National Bank, uh, you know, liked my work and liked me, you know, and I liked him. Uh, we got on really well. And so I got the, the job offer and what I was, this was four years ago. What I was really surprised to find was that working with City National Bank was nothing like I expected working in a bank. You know, I thought it was going to be really stuffy, really corporate and, and really rigid and uncreative. And it was the total opposite. It was, it was a really, really good environment and a lot of really creative work. And, uh, you know, because City National Bank has a lot of entertainment clients, we worked in that space, you know, music and the, and the arts and, and so on, as well as part of our market, job in marketing. So it was really interesting work. You know, I was really surprised because um, I knew nothing about the company or, or what they did. 
and so yeah, I've been there for four years now, and it's it still as interesting today as it was four years ago. Um, so that's how I ended up at City National Bank. Yeah, and it's weird. It's weird to be an in-house creative because there's well, what do I want to say? There's something about no worry. Like there's there's something about like having the platform be that you are being looked at as the dude to go do it, but and the client but the client is like your family. So there's something more immersive about how you get to solve these problems. Like there's for me, it just seems like there there's just something just slightly more robust about working in-house when you're creating and and like yeah. you know the marketing person isn't your client the marketing person is your buddy who's yeah like yeah. your your decision making and collaborative in a way that there's no there's just no like if you screw this up we get we lose the client feeling yeah, or, yeah. you know there's yeah, it's a different, so there's different worlds, you know, for everybody that doesn't know how it all works, you know, but there's, there's diff all sorts of different ways you can be a designer. So, and I would say the right. three main ones are you're freelance, right? So you just work on your own from home and you have clients and you're, you're your own boss, really, uh, which is kind of what I was doing for a couple of years before joining Zay National. I was working at home on your own, drinking too much coffee. <laughs> you know, I just stuck behind a computer, you know, for hours on end. Right. Uh, and it's not very sociable, right? For some some freelancers, right? For, and for me, I just find it a quite solitary existence, you know, being, and I was used to working in studios. So there's the freelance, there's freelance designer, then there's the in-house studio designer, which is kind of what I do. You know, it's like you're a graphic design team within a bigger organization and you just do all your work for that organization. Right. Which is what I do now. And then I guess the third one is, is agency work, you know, where you're working right. for a, a design agency who has a, a million different clients. Like you said, if you mess one up, you can lose a client, really high pressure, long hours. Uh, totally different world. I've never done that. I've never, I've never worked in in the agency environment, and I, I've never wanted to. So, mm. uh, not something I know about. But, um, right. And yeah. it's funny that you say that because I'm like, I've never been a designer in an agency, um, either. I've always either run my own business, uh, or worked in house. So yeah. Um. Well, yay. Okay, so we are at we are very close to you needing yeah. to go. This is amazing. You got you got into all the air, the little nooks and crannies that I was looking for, um, and True. even like really, you talked about your who has mentored you and and Eric. I think it's Eric. Is that the guy in Houston? Yep. I have a I have a kid in Houston right now who um, so we'll connect. Uh, you know, we'll shout out all that. Um, so City National Bank, I need to know more about that, but I'll do some research on, on like, what, it, what are they doing? What are they up to? What, what, who do they want out there? How can we, should I switch I from Wells Fargo to City National? I should, right? No, it's, it's a really, I mean, it's really interesting what they're doing is on. We've talked all about me, you know, and my journey, but uh, I could go on for another hour just talking about City National, you know, and, and what they do in the, in the design world and the marketing world, because it is really interesting. And 
I think what it does is I think I think a lot of people might have preconceptions about working as a designer or working as anybody in the financial industry and you know for me a lot of those preconceptions were blown out of the water when I started working for them you know yeah uh, um, you know it is an LA based you know financial institution so a lot of LA clients and, and working in that world you know movies and music and entertainment and, and that's a big part of what we do so it's you know it's really exciting it's kind of nice to be a part of that you know uh, and, and not typical of i think what people might you know believe the, the financial world is you know so well and it sounds like there as the bank is not there to um rip you off but to serve you to serve and play with whatever your needs are around money and and yeah. uh or support in that way um well without you know i'm not i'm not uh, you know i'm not I, mean, I obviously work in marketing you know but i, I i'm you know my job is a graphic designer i'm not the, the the spokesperson for city national bank in any way you know but the <laughs> um, but I, I think what city national prides itself on is being a relationship bank you know so they actually do get to know clients and understand right. clients and have that personal relationship with clients which you maybe don't get with all banks you know without, right. uh you know disrespecting what other banks do and how they operate but with city national it's very you know relationship-based banking and and they, they they get really involved in, in the community as well which is amazing you know and i think that's really important to a lot of people that work there so I think it's different, you know. I think it's a different yeah. kind of environment and world, and I, I think I wish more people knew about it, you know, because it's 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 a really interesting company to work for. Uh, all right, we will take the next conversation offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know you have to go, so um, which is fine. You've been you've been super generous with your time. You've done everything I asked. Thank you very much. I will clap you away. Say hey. thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. And uh, when it, when I get it up, I will let you know, and we will go from there. <laughs> oh, I, I won't listen to it because I, I hate hearing my own voice. But, uh, right? Okay, we'll send no, it to I, your loved ones. I will listen. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. All listen. right. All right. Uh, thanks, Paul. Good chatting. Catch you, you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm so glad you listened to Immersed in Art. We really want you to know how valuable your stories are and would love to hear them. So please let us know. Hit us up on any of the socials or uh, you can email us at authwallgraffiti at gmail and just let us know and we'll get you on the phone or in person when we can and grab your stories. Um, anything from stories from the streets, stories from school, if you're a mentor or a master, tell us how you do it or a this or that story what happens when you make art and what happens when you're told that you can't uh, i want to let you guys know that we got a wonderful grant and so we're kind of sponsored for 2021 uh, by the water buffalo kids a wonderful organization in los angeles who helps nonprofits like us who help um, underserved communities and young people in um, all facets. 
And they also helped us get uh, a grant from City National Bank. Shout out to City National. Um, so we officially have two sponsors for this podcast, and we are very grateful for that. Your stories are important, and we want to share them with the world. Uh, take charge this year, and yeah, let's make some art. Change some lives. <laughs>